Before we get started, I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet for the reading of the word. Amen. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 38. Just a little bit after what we just heard. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed unto him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus, that they might do concerning him after the custom of the law. Then he received him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now lettest thou thy servant depart, Lord, according to thy word in peace. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And his father and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign which is spoken against. Yea, and a sword shall pierce through thine own soul, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she had been a widow even unto fourscore and four years, who departed not from the temple, worshiping with fastings and supplications night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks unto God and spake of him at all them that were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the reading of the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and good morning, Next Step Community Church. Amen. It is such a blessing to be here. I got to tell you, it is such an honor. Thank you so much for having me today. By the way, my, my name is Pastor Devin Walward. I'm one of the pastors. I'm the community life pastor over at Hope Church NYC, the East Village Campus, and I'm really glad to be here. I just want to thank all of the pastors, Pastor Edwin Cologne. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All of you all, all the pastor and leadership staff, um, really appreciate you guys. Um, just to set your minds at ease here, um, I, I know I'm from Hope Church in East Village, but y'all, I'm from right here in Brooklyn. Anybody from Brooklyn in the house? All right, let's go, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try to be a little bit myself here because I feel like this is a vibe right here. I gotta tell you, from the moment I walked into the building, I can feel the love. It is palpable, y'all. So thank you so much. Praise God for what he's doing in this house, y'all. But just to share with you guys, I'm from here in Brooklyn. Yo, I grew up right out here. I went to 
um, church, Brooklyn Tabernacle, back in the day when it was 290. Remember that? Yo, if you know, you know. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, also, um, they used to have their vacation Bible study. I remember lugging all of their supplies here. Thank God for a new job. Hallelujah. I went to Bishop Lachlan High School, right up the block, right up the block, right? And, and my man Aaron, listen, me and Aaron, we used to be part of a, a, a Christian nightclub, whatever that is, right? Amen. <laughs> Called Salvation Cafe, right across the street by the Salvation Army, by BAM over there. But let me tell y'all, yo, when we was young, yo, people was getting saved. The Holy Spirit was coming out there. We had a DJ mixing, and then we'll stop, and we'll start praising God. People was getting prayed for. It was amazing. Matter of fact, little known fact, it's, it's really not that big of a fact. The first wedding that I DJed was right in this room. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Years and years. I'm not going to tell you how many years ago. Yes. <laughs> But needless to say, I am happy to be home. I'm happy to be back in Brooklyn. Let's go. And um, Merry Christmas. Right now we're in the season of Advent. I'm not sure if you guys have been in this series that we've been over in Hope, uh, but it's called the, the Songs and Melody of Advent, Luke's Hymns. Yeah? Amen, amen. So I'm glad, all right, we're on the same page here. So I'm going to recap a little bit about what God has been doing over in the East Village. I know we serve the same God. Hallelujah. But I just want to share what he's been doing in us. Amen. So first we started off with Mary's song. We had Pastor Jordan over in East Village speak about that. And what we took away from, from that was that even in the darkest of moments, right, hope has come into the world. Peace has come into the world. Because why? Because Jesus has come into the world. Amen. And then we went, is this making too much noise here? Is this crackling? No, we're good? Cool. And then we moved over into Zechariah's song. Amen. Amen. You guys remember that? Yes. All right. So this is how that song kind of went. All right. Listen carefully. You get it? You get it? Zechariah couldn't talk. He couldn't talk. What happens? The word of the Lord came to him. He said, hey, listen, you and your wife, Elizabeth, you're going to have a baby. You're to name him John. And what happened to Zechariah, that was too big for Zechariah to wrap his mind around. He was just like, I can't accept it. So he ended up having to be quiet for about nine months. What do we take away from that is that God is God and we are not. Amen? He is God and we are not. And immediately we can see some differences here when the word of God comes to you. Right? We see Mary. We see Mary. She hears the word of God. And even when her life is completely flipped upside down, yeah, she's confused, she's disturbed, she hears the details of what God has for her. And she says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. Then the angel of the Lord left her. Amen? Amen. She breaks out into one of the most beautiful, poetic canticles we can read in the Bible. Amen. It talks about humility, reversals of social norms and and just the fulfillment of God's promises in the earth. Amen. I'm just going to read a little portion. I'm going to read a little bit because it's long. <laughs> I only got half an hour. So I'm going to read a little portion. But what I want you to do with me here is as I'm reading it, I want you to put yourself in Mary's shoes. Don't pretend like you're Mary, but recount what God has done for you in your life. Amen. And it goes like this. It says, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. 
how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice on this lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation for all who fear him. Amen? Amen. It's beautiful. God is good. Amen. Zechariah hears the word of the Lord, and his response is, How, Sway? I am tired. I don't know how this is going to happen. You know how old I am, man? You want, me to, you want to tell me that I'm going to have a baby? You know how old I am? And then he turned around and says, she old too? You want to talk about my wife going to have a baby? She is old. <laughs> Zechariah asked all of the questions. He, he just could not believe it. And as a result, the angel of the Lord said, listen, his name is going to be John. You're going to need that in nine months. But for right now, you need to keep quiet. So we had nine months pass by. And the next time that we heard Zechariah speak is when he said his name is to be called John. And then last week, we were in the angel song. And thank God so much for that sister who read that scripture. God bless you. It kind of sets us up for where we are today. Amen. And where we pick up in, 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 in the angel song is that Mary and Joseph, they're on their way out. Right. They're journeying over to Bethlehem because all the world had to be enrolled or taxed. This is a census. Why the census, y'all? The main objective of this census was taxation. And the Roman, Roman government regularly did this, right? Basically, population plus taxes equal money, guap. That's right. Let's go. Pardon me. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... Like I said, I'm from Brooklyn, so if you need to break out your Urban Dictionary, guap means money, okay? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so they travel four to seven days, about 70 miles, depending on which route they took, the safe route, the not-so-safe route. But it took them about four to seven days, and it's during this trip that Jesus is born. Mary brings brand new meaning to great expectancy. Amen? Because not only is she pregnant, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way that you're going to surprise a pregnant lady and tell her, hey, by the way, did you know you're pregnant? Trust me and believe if she's pregnant, she knows. And she is waiting for that day. Amen. So I got to tell you right now, Mary was walking in great expectancy. She was expecting something awesome. Not only was she expecting a baby, but this baby is the savior of the world. Amen. This is the promised gift of God. Hallelujah. So what that mean? It don't matter how bad this baby get, he don't put up his toys or whatever. He, she cannot beat that child. That's God's baby. Jesus, put away your toys. Nah, nah, I'm playing. I'm playing, y'all. I'm playing. But this was the promise of God. The baby was coming. The promise is coming. What God had declared was coming. And Luke tells us that she wraps him in swaddling clothes and lay him in a manger because there was no room in the end. She knew that the time was near and she walked prepared. She walked prepared. Now, don't get me wrong. 
She may not have known that there was going to be a place for her to lay her head, some place to chill out for them to get a rest while they're on the way. But she definitely brought something to wrap her baby in. There was no place to stay, but she knew her baby needed to be warm. And you know what? I, I had to stop and, and hit up my wife. I called her in the other room. I said, Jolie, yo, check this out right here. Check this out right here. And praise God for them kids because they basically preached this sermon already. Amen. Children's ministry, y'all are doing an amazing job. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. But I had to, I had to hit up my wife and I said, babes, what they call Jesus? I mean, Jesus got like a million names. I wasn't going to expect her to give me the right name. Right? He's the bread of life. Hallelujah. He's the, he's the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. Amen? What we're getting ready to have in a minute is communion. Right? We're getting ready to take the bread and drink the cup. And out of all places that God had for this baby to be sitting, it's in a manger. The serving tray for them same lambs that they use in the temple of sacrifice. Yo, God don't play games. Look at the symbolism in that. The sacrifice, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world, is laying in the place where the sacrifices eat. My God don't play no games. Amen? Hallelujah. And all around the same time, the Bible tells us, and we just read it, thanks again, hallelujah, that there were shepherds staying in fields nearby. And when the angel of the Lord appeared, the glory of God shone all around them. Amen? Yo, we heard about Mary. We know Mary. That's the mother of God. Come on. That's the mother of Jesus. We heard her name. Zechariah. That's Jesus' uncle. He worked in the temple. He just came off like a three-week shift when he got this word from God. He was tired. I'm telling you, he wasn't playing. He was tired. <laughs> but who are these dudes? Whose mans are these right here? Whose shepherds is the, who are these guys? Who are these guys? <laughs> they're not prophets, they're not priests, they're not pastors. But instead, they're regular schmegler dudes like me and you. Yeah? They're regular people with undesirable jobs. Come on, we've all been there. We've all been there. We all got them jobs that we don't want to put on our resume no more, like them first jobs that we used to do. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? I've been a supermarket cashier. I was a bike mechanic literally across the street from where Hope East Village is at my grandfather's bike shop. I grew, no, I grew up two doors down from where the church is. Isn't God crazy? Look at how you bring things full circle. You know, when I, was, when I was living in the city on that block, I had no interest in God. All I cared about was my toys and cartoons, you know? I'm not going to tell you how many years later. Jesus, <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> so, look at how God turns things around, and I'm right back there again. I was even a, a, a Bath and Body Works associate, right, right up there at King's Plaza of Flatbush. So listen, if I put lotion on your hands and it was weird, don't be mad at me. It was part of the job, okay? They said, you got to put the lotion on their hands. So... <laughs> But it doesn't matter whether they were doing what they did because they were satisfied. They loved doing their job. They loved 
animals. They love sheep. They love being able to provide those sacrifices for the temple. They love providing food and meat and, 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 and clothing for the people who lived around them, whether they were doing it because they loved it or whether they were doing it because they had to do what they had to do so they could do what they want to do later. Anyway you cut it, they were in the right place at, a, at the right time for a front row seat that anybody would envy. For a front row seat that anybody would envy because the angel of the Lord came, right? And this is the message that the angel had. He says the Savior, yes, <laughs> the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Again, mic drop. These shepherds don't realize God is coming straight for their tops. This is one line of income you will no longer have. Yeah, the meat, the cheese, the clothes, that's cool. But sacrifices, I got that covered right here. One lamb, one time, one sacrifice for all men. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And these shepherds hear this word and they say, yo, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see what has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And today, we're wrapping up this series with Simeon's song. And I read the scripture, and I'm going to touch on it again. It says, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed unto him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Looking for consolation, what that mean? What well, consolation? I'm thinking like what a consolation prize? Something that you give people when they when they lose at the game? I mean kind of. Kind of. But it's not that. If we look at the timeline here, right? The Bible speaks about this man saying, he will not see death because the Lord said, you will not see death until you've seen my Christ. He's looking for the consolation of Israel, right? He's looking for what is consolation? He's looking for comforting. Yeah, he's looking for the consoling, the reassurance. He wants some grief to be alleviated, but why? A little bit earlier, we spoke about that taxation that was going on. Rome had been in Israel for at least 60 years now. 60 years. So it makes sense to say that Simeon was there when they arrived. That will put Simeon around 70 years old right now when the life expectancy in Israel around this time period. And, and please listen, this is an average. I wasn't there. I didn't get a chance to take this poll, okay? <laughs> this is what scholars believe. It's between 25 and 35 years old. So no wonder the Bible says, and behold, there was a man named Simeon. He had been there for years and years Believing God for his comfort after seeing Rome come in and invade his home. Uproot what him and his family had, the peace that they felt like this is what it is. God has blessed us. We hear, oh, who are you? Who are you? Life changed. The Roman Empire had been spreading rapidly, either making allies or conquering all that laid in their path. And they had a habit of grafting different nations into their kingdom. And they connected them by roads. They called this divide and rule because they literally divided up and conquered people into component groups, usually like tribes and city-states and little towns. 
So Simeon, around 70 years old right now, he's looking for God's comfort. He's looking for God's peace. He's looking for some change because he's been hurt. He's seen Israel at its worst moments, but still, this man Simeon, the Bible said he was devout. And not only that, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Says the Holy Spirit was upon him, had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before the Lord's Christ. I know that's hard. I know that's hard. I have a hard time waiting for the bus sometimes. Yo, the F train, Jesus. I need grace. I need grace, Lord. But he waited years. He waited years. This is a relationship that he had de developed with his God. This is a relationship. I mean, like, yo. You go to a restaurant, I know this is a wild analogy. If you go to a restaurant, right, and you just meet somebody, right, and they serve you, like, and, and they give you bad service, the, there's no reason for you to go back there. It doesn't feel like this is something that I want to return to, you know? But instead, this is a guy that he had met and he stuck with. Any of y'all have a favorite restaurant? Y'all go someplace and like, yo, it don't matter what day of the week it is, it don't matter if you haven't been there in years, you step foot in that restaurant and you know everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So his relationship with God was that restaurant. That was that food that he knew that everything's gonna be all right. It didn't matter what my day was like, he just knew that he needed to stay close to his father and his king. He knew pain, but he trusted Lord. He trusted the Lord and his hope was in God, amen? We sing this song, a thrill of hope. That's what he had. He had a thrill of hope. Amen? It was about God's promise. It continues on. It says, so he came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child to do according to the law, he took the child up into his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at the things which were spoken. We got this ancient dude. I mean, like, consider it. He's twice the age of the typical oldest person around that time. This man is ancient. And he's hugging a baby like he's seeing his best friend for the first time in a long time. Hallelujah. These are old friends meeting for the first time. <laughs> this is relationship, this is love. And it speaks, it says, then Simeon blessed them and said to, his, said to Mary his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword shall pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So this is where this very short story takes a twist. And we get to see a snapshot of the future, what lies ahead for Mary. Said that a sword will pierce through your own heart. This prophet is speaking about the death of her child. Jesus is controversial, y'all. He was then, he is now. It says he will be the cause for the rising and falling of many in Israel and a sign that people will speak against. 
There's a, he's controversial. And listen, controversy is not a bad thing. It just means that people are having a conversation with opposing views. I don't know about you, but I didn't originally come to Jesus because, yo, it wasn't something that I was looking for. It was, hey, you know, oh, you going to church? Okay. That's the view I had on it. But one thing about God is like, yo, you may have a bad, a bad view on him, but the second you get to know him, the second you step out on faith, the second you're willing to be uncomfortable and trust the God of all creation, the one who called you, is when, is when that change happens, is when that relationship sparks. I don't know about you, but I know my Bible says that those who put their trust in the Lord shall not be put to shame. This Jesus, this child, this little baby that Simeon, this ancient man is holding right now. This is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. This is the boy who was born to die. We come here at Christmas and we're looking forward to all kinds of presents tomorrow. I know we kids here, some of them might be waiting for a PlayStation. I know my son is. So expensive, Jesus. <laughs> You know, and I remember when I was a kid, y'all, I remember, I remember Christmas Day, yo, just, just, just couldn't wait. I was so excited to sit in the bed and just all the excitement, all the energy surging through me. <laughs> Coleco vision and television. Let's talk about how old we are, brother. Lord have his mercy. I'm like Simeon right now, y'all. Used to be so excited for this gift, but you know what? As we get those gifts, as we were kids, like, yo, the, the excitement, all that surge was for that morning. And as the days and the weeks and the months go on, that excitement slowly begins to fade. Yeah? But today, y'all, on Christmas Eve, today on Christmas Eve, I'm telling you right now that the gift that God has in this room for you today is a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Yes, Lord. This is a gift that does not run out, family. This is a warranty that you won't have to cash in and take it back to the store. This is a gift that walks with you throughout your life. We've seen, we've seen Mary. We've seen Mary. She received a gift. She received the word. And even when everything is going wrong, this don't make sense, y'all. I am a teenager. I am a virgin. How you mean I'm going to have a baby? She says, I'm the Lord's servant. Whatever you have said, let it happen to me. We saw what happens when you question God. You want to ask him how, how did, how, what you mean, right? We see what happens when Simeon questions the Lord. Not a real question because Mary asked questions too. She said, I'm a virgin. How does this going to happen? That's a real question. Simeon's asking how, like challenge you work in the temple of the Lord. You've seen his power. And you're questioning how you're going to do this? No, remember who we serve. 
that we have these shepherds, regular people like you and me, that the angel of the Lord comes to. These aren't people who are, are steeped in the word. These aren't people who, who constantly chilled in the church and heard all them clash. They didn't go to Bible school and all of that. Just like me and you. And what was their response to the invitation, to the gift? Yo, this is big. We got to go. <laughs> and when they see it, let me tell you what, what, what just happened. Let me tell you what I just saw. These are three different reactions that we can have to the word of God, to the promise of the Lord for you. But today, if anything that we've learned from this series, from Mary, we can trust God no matter what. From Zechariah, he is God and we are not, so don't worry about how he's gonna do it, he's, it's his job. Yeah, from the, from, from, from the shepherds, even if we just don't understand it, just step out in faith and go see, you might be surprised what you and now from Zechariah, what we can take away from him is that, yo, even when it don't happen, when you're expecting it, God is always on time. 